Blog Talk Radio. I know this, I'm different. 
It wasn't until a few years ago that I realized that I was born a leader. Everybody isn't born a leader, but a leader can be nurtured um, from a follower uh, into a good leader. And I happen to have that experience as well. So just that's just a little bit about me, okay? Now, when we talk about leadership, I know that some of y'all are looking at the leadership of the United States. That's not leadership. Um, local units of organizations that I see going on right now in this stream of emails I'm getting from an organization I once led, that's not leadership. Policing in communities across America where officers are allowed to kill people and there's no repercussion for it, or if there is, there's no exact and complete justice, that's not leadership. Leadership, quite often, to be honest, completely, you don't see. A good leader is not really on the stage. I was once involved in some things. I love to organize events, okay? And when I get the opportunity uh, to organize, there was always people who said, oh, we need to get you on the program. You should have a role on the program, and we should have a dais. Everybody knows what a dais is? I know I got some gumbo listeners that don't get down with a whole lot of extra wording. A dais is that table on the stage that faces the crowd up high, and it's usually the people that are on the program. They sit there. You're watching them eat because they get their food first, and then they're eating while others are talking at the, the little stand there with the microphone, and they have to look down the line to look at the people. I've never been a fan of a dais because it puts people up on a stage, and they're doing stuff, and it's really not leadership stuff. So why do we need to watch them eat? It's not like you're you're the peasants and they're the kings and and you have to watch them eat. It's useless. I'm not for it. I don't ever see a reason for it, and I'm just not into it. But that's truly my my nature. Um, but they used to try to get get the deuses going, and I I I I didn't do any of that stuff. I don't even think that the leader of a thing needs to be on a program. I think they just need to do it, and I think you need to feel the impact of leadership when it comes to events and things publicly. So I'm getting all this out early on, right, so I can tell you all, because I have led a life of leadership. Um, my mom uh, used to uh, say to to me, and um, I don't know if she's ever heard this. I know she's listening, but. Uh, she used to say to me, you need to stop hanging with those guys, right? And I don't know if she was saying it out of because there were a couple of people I hung with, especially one, was a bad influence, or it was because she felt like that influence was leading me down the road. But to be to be completely honest with you, I, I talked to one of my, my good friends from way back then all the time now here lately, and um he is the one that, that, that solidified this for me, C. Keller. He, he said, man, you was, you was the rock, man. 
you you would have stoned. You didn't you didn't grow up with us like in an early age because I was in another neighborhood. When we became friends, we're never not going to be friends at that point. And to this point today, we're both forty three years old. I, I, I'm never not going to be uh, friends with this particular individual, right? Um, I I moved into a situation, right? And and instantly became a leader. I told you I was born different. I felt different all my life. I have no idea where where life is going to take me from this point. Um, I and not it's not that I do anything right all the time, or that I I I am right in the methods, but I realize that. In just about every environment, there there is a leader, and there are followers. And again, followers can become leaders, and and it's not always a, a, a good thing. But again, we're talking about leadership. We're not talking about good or bad. We're talking about leadership, and what it is and what it's not. Now. When you've been exposed in environments, right, that aren't necessarily where you come out of, but you come into them and you know kind of because of the way the the laws of nature and the universe and the stars align, certain people act a certain way, and it's pretty much a universal principle that some people, are influenced easier than others, and some people are influencers easier than others. Um, when I grew up and we moved, when my parents got divorced and I moved in, into more into the, the, if you want to call it town, um, I, I was still a leader. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just time to to be clear with with things that happened in my life. I, I can't be clear about everything, but my mom knows this. I was at this school, and it was all white folks, and I got hooked up with these white boys, and we did some things, and we got caught. I didn't get caught. They got caught, and they told on me, and I got caught. But truth be told, I orchestrated every <laughs> facet of that situation, Mom. I orchestrated every facet of it. I set it up. They didn't follow the rules. They started using the stuff and they got caught. Um, but if they had just listened to me and sat idle for six months to a year, we could have had all that stuff free and clear. It would have, it would have worked out fine. But they didn't listen. And um, I never hung with them again. I never was friends. I don't know what happened to those guys, but they didn't listen. And um, a lot of times for leaders, you, 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 you have to recognize who you're leading and who you're not leading. And you must recognize you have to remove yourself from situations that your influence isn't influencing. It doesn't mean you stay there till it does, 
Uh, I think that's what a lot of preachers do. They stay in situations where they're in churches, and the people are a bit more listening to them, but they're used to them, and they're comfortable with them, and you know good and well you're not leading as a pastor, but you just keep on going, and you keep on chucking and trucking, and folks are doing their own thing. There's no real growth. It's just a lot of swelling, and you're fine with that because it looks like leadership. People are either influenced or they're influencers. And, yes, influencers can be influenced, but it takes a strong source to tap into that. I was talking to a good friend the other day. We were talking about the structure of family, and family being the root for we see in society as if it's going to be healthy or not is based on the family structure in that that. Uh, that society, and the weaker the families are, the weaker the structure is, and usually the lesser there is in leadership. And leadership doesn't come out of that very well because there's nobody understanding the rules and laws of nature. A man in a household, and for y'all that didn't hear me just now say that, A man in a household is the leader. There is nobody really telling him what to do. Now, does the wife influence? Oh, yes. And does she tell him what she wants? Yes. That's not what I'm talking about. But as far as getting his orders from headquarters, it comes from God. And if it doesn't, he's not leading. He's just there as part of a family and probably just being influenced by whoever the true leader is, maybe the children, it may be a spouse, it may be the, the, the parents of the spouse or his parents. But he's not leading if those are the people who are predicting what happens or what goes on there in his household. Now, does he like it? Maybe not always. But, and is it the best situation? Maybe not always, but he's leading. So if the, the, the ship sinks, He's the captain of the ship, and he goes down with it. He's the one that's responsible. Now, if you move forward to come out of the household and you look at and work environments at leadership, there are people that mostly we call leaders, but they're really managers. They just manage what they have and try to maintain by moving pieces around that they have. They're not creating. They're just manipulating. I think that's why the word manager starts with M is because it's really manipulating people because you have to answer to somebody and somebody has to answer to you and you don't want any heat from above. So you kind of just move the pieces around below you and managerial positions. I'm not knocking it. It is what it is. I've been a manager at some points and, and it wasn't really my forte. I must admit, um, I had to lead in order to be a a decent boss in those situations, and I had to get out of my managerial hat and really focus on what was going to make the people on the team better. Now, when you move on from your, your home to the work environment, and we're talking about leadership Uh, Tonight on the Gumbo Talk Show Uh, By the way, if you're tuned in on Facebook You can call in at 515-605-9375 
if you're listening on the phone lines and or online at Blog Talk Radio. You can also call in if you want to uh, at that number, or you can listen and watch the show on Facebook. Okay, When you move from households to work environments, give or take, I'll put them equal, you have your religious affiliations. I alluded to pastors earlier, but a lot of times uh, people who are, are in a leadership role or experience it, their first experiences in their religious environment. The opportunity for you to lead a song in a choir or be over an entity or they call them ministries, but most of the time they're auxiliaries, um, in a church and you get to influence people in your small group and that helps, you know, grow whatever you're trying to do at your church. And then some people go on and hold an office in the church officially, like a deacon or a pastor position. And in, in those roles, there's a lot of weight on your shoulders because you have God to answer to for your actions with the people, and then the people need you to be on your P's and Q's so that you're a good in-sample as to what it is it's supposed to be to walk a life of whatever it is that you believe in your religious affiliation. And and leaders in that sense are still not seen but heard, but also when you're heard, you have to be teaching something that is in accordance with the book that you're using as your guide. I <laughs> I think that some people don't lead anywhere else in their life and they go to a church or start their own in order to be called a leader and whatever the terminology you use for it. And it doesn't make it right just because it has church, masjid, temple, or whatever, what have you, kingdom hall, uh, in the name of it, but is a place where you can hone leadership skills if you've really been given a special gift and you want to really influence people in your community, but it's also the people that you are trying to guide towards something bigger than yourself. And and I, I leave that out with church leadership, and we're going to come back to all these. I'm just giving you the rundown of the things I know of about leaders. Um, but the church part has that extra added aspect of you really have another purpose, right, other than just yourself when you're in leadership. You're leading other people in a path that not just is good right here on the ground, but also spiritually. Then you have civic organizations and groups, and I'm going to even throw politics into it, and people get into this haphazardly, and then some people get into it purposely and intentfully, uh, or intentionally to be uh, an influencer to say, I want to see things a certain way, let's do it. And then there are the people who get into it because they say, you know what, uh, things 
have to be said, and it seems like people rely on me to say it. What's going on, B. Norris? I see you, brother. I'm glad you could join us. We're in here talking about leadership, brother. I'm glad you're here because I think you understand where I'm going with this. Thank you, brother. Um, you have the other side of it when you're talking about politics where the people are actually wanting to represent other folks, and it's almost like a servant leadership. You would want your church leadership or I shouldn't say church, your religious leadership to be a lot of servant leadership, uh, but it's, it's become more of a hierarchical um, let's, let's flex um, the, the, the levels of leadership. And, and it's like that in some civic organizations and, and political organizations and fraternal and sorority-type um, orders, okay? Um, but, again, in civic, political, and orders, you should be using a guide. The guide is the structure, and it's all about focusing on the structure. Now, folks, for instance, let's use civic organizations. You have bylaws. If you get away from the bylaws, you're kind of not really doing the work of the organization. If you're in politics, let's just say mid-level politics on a state level, states have their own constitution just like the federal government has constitutions, and you're supposed to stay in the guidelines of that. Organizations, uh, politics, and or even fraternities and sororities have their own history and their own guides and tools and methods, practices and procedures to show you uh, if you're understanding what it is better that you can move around in that realm and create relationships and create things, not just moving pieces, because you're in leadership positions. You can influence people to change a law if you're in politics or uh, institute um, new laws and or execute historical laws in all levels. Maybe on the lower level, the municipal level, it might be charters, okay? Not necessarily constitutions, but charters that guide how you do things and what, what, what can be changed and when it can be. In, in fraternities and sororities, since I've never really been a part of one, I've just kind of studied them and, and seen how they worked over the years. Um, you, 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 can, you can grow to be from local to area to district and some some of this stuff is instituted in religious leadership as well but when when you you're involved in these things you 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 know the structure you know the order so you move you move in that way of how that that structure is set down but you have the 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 ability to input your own personality and this is where I think we should turn the corner on why leadership is important in all those facets from the household all the way up to the, to the White House or the pulpit 
or the presidency of an agency, an organization, or whatever you call the leaders, the pastors, whatever you call leaders in the, the, the things that you're involved in, the chiefs, if you will, um, and tribes. I, 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 let, me, let, let me go back. Forget about tribal order. Not just, don't be thinking of Native Americans. Many of us come from tribes. There are Celtic tribes for the white folks, and we know black folks come from tribes in Africa. Everybody comes from Africa, but when we think of tribes, you usually think of, of, of Native Americans or African tribes, right? And those tribes have their own rules and structures. A lot of them have a universal principles and stuff about leadership in a hunter and gathering initial um, uh, reasoning for a tribe. But then you have tribes that do things like wear rings around their neck to stretch their neck and uh, big old things in their ear, and, you know, all kinds of things that, that show who has what in the type of level they've reached in this and tattoos and scars and stains and things like that, right, in tribal order. So I didn't want to leave tribes out. Now, in thinking about all of those entities and, 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 and leadership, look at that, man. It's 825. We're going down through here. We only got about another 20 minutes. I'm going to hold y'all. And, again, you're listening to the Gumbo Talk Show on Blog Talk Radio and Facebook as well as on the phone lines. If you want to join the conversation, the number is 515-605-9375. Now, when, when we turn the corner and, and from – all the different things that you can think of or I could think of that were involved leadership and people who lead in these entities, um, you, 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 you have some certain characteristics that will tell you whether or not it's truly being led, if there's truly leadership, and if there's even such thing called a leader. The characteristics are really, really simple. And when you don't see them, I don't understand why folks fool with them. I guess they fool with them because they understand the, the principles, structure, and not so much the personality. But if the personality becomes a problem, because they don't have these characteristics, then it's time to change leadership. And it's not being a coup. It's not being um, negative to the current leadership. It just needs to change. We're not saying, hey, ma'am or sir, uh, you're not a leader at all. It's just that you don't fit in the role you're in now. And, oh, my God, do I wish more people as, as, as people, as folks involved in an entity in any level, if you were talking military, anywhere from a private to a brigadier general, I, you are important. So if you're important to the whole process, then the levels of the four-star general or whatnot um, – all roads lead to them, and therefore they're the ones 
that are supposedly the influencer, but if all the people are together, they can influence leadership if the leadership isn't what it's supposed to be. So these characteristics, simple, knowledge of self and knowledge of the entity is a must. A leader knows their limits, knows their faults, and usually puts people around them or has people around them that make up for areas where they're not as strong, okay? It's real easy. If the leader is apt and the only person influencing in all facets, that's it's more of like a dictatorship, and it's more of like uh, I'm, I'm doing this and I hope you come along for the ride. Not that you're doing uh, following the leader because you 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 believe in their their met you believe in their you know whatever it's 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 just them and them only that's not it it's a person that's putting people with the expertise in different areas over and around the activity that you are trying to get kicked off or maintain. Then another characteristic that you'll find prevalent in leadership is that when there is a bad idea on something that that happened or is happening, where the bad idea or the bad notion affects the entity negatively, a leader without hesitation, responsibility. Now, move back to that first characteristic of a leader really puts people or, or tries to get people who are expertise in certain areas where that leader is not as apt in and it is weekend or inept, I should say, and, 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 and he or she puts these people right around there so everybody is in their niche and you're firing on all cylinders, right, like an engine, right? This one, you know, everything doesn't move at the same time. Some things move at a different – anyway, um, when, you, when you mix that, that putting people in the right place and then you're talking about a leader who accepts responsibility for when things don't go right, uh, when you mix those two together, you get the third characteristic, that when things go well, it's because of what we did. It's, it's us. A leader is just the coach or captain of the team. The leader didn't do it. The leader influenced people to do their best and therefore the outcome. was A, a, a coach. Right, a good coach, Lou Holtz, Coach K, uh, what's the boy's name in Alabama that came out of LSU, Saban, uh, who else? Um, coach out of Grambling, Eddie Robinson, 
these these great coaches could do nothing if they didn't have an athlete on the field or on the court that could realize the plays that the coach drew up. Could you imagine being uh, Phil, uh, what's Phil's last name? Scotty, Scotty. What was Phil's last name? Somebody help me. From the Bulls and then the Lakers. Anyway, could you imagine coaching both Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant? These guys that are what we call floor generals. Um, these these guys are floor generals. So could you imagine being the type of leader that you have leaders up under you and then trying to influence them? Phil Jackson is his name. Oh, I got it. I see you, Norris. You said at the same time it popped up. I was thinking. Phil Jackson. Thank you, B. Um, uh, could you imagine uh, being a leader, right, of leaders? I know some of y'all are like, man, that would be too much. I have had the privilege of being with some of the greatest folks that were leading areas, and they looked to me to lead them. And you want to talk about fun where you don't have to explain things. You just have to say, hey, look, okay, I got it. Now I just need you to explain to me all of this so that when I go over there, you know, to the people that you can't talk to because you weren't made to do the leadership role, you were just made to lead this particular uh, new nuance of what was going on here, so I need to explain it to them, so I need you to explain it to me so that I can put it in a language that they can understand. Okay, so you, you've got the leaders that are able to, to, to give the team, give everybody else the credit when it goes good, but also because you give them credit, because you recognize that they are uh, leaders themselves, um, is 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 yes the uh, or it's auto hey auto yeah you, we talked about serving leadership I'm jumping on I'm gonna jump back on it though but because a leader is able to 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 recognize their weaknesses and they have a good team and then they're able to take the responsibility when things don't go right and they're able to share and make sure you tout everybody else when things go great you have to be able to speak. Multiple languages. It's a different talk when bosses are talking. You, 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 you. If you've never been a leader of anything, what I just said doesn't maybe make any sense. But if you have, you know that, you know, when two bosses are talking. Let me give you all an example. Let me give you all an example. My younger days, right? I flexed around as a vice lord, and um, there were times where there were wars with the GDs, the gangster disciples. When the bosses, when the chiefs decided to have a chiefs meeting to talk about peace, it, it, it was a different if you had two soldiers um, communicating. Two soldiers 
two people on the ground only know ground game. And the ground game is catch as catch can, and I'm going to get you before you get me. So if I'm going to protect mine, I'm going to take yours so that you don't have any kind of inclination to get mine. So two soldiers rapping usually ends up in scrapping. Okay? But when two bosses talk, it's usually about everything going on but what is going on. Bosses talk like, um, hey, man, um, how's the kids? I saw in the paper your boy uh, was uh, down there at the game last night, and he put up 45. He was like, yeah, man, but that joker's hard-headed. His grades ain't right, and uh, and uh, I just don't know. He's like, yeah, man, I had that with my boy. You remember when he was over there at uh, Lakeland or whatever the high school may be? I just made up a name. I don't know. It's probably a Lakeland high school somewhere. Um, um, yeah, man, you, I remember y'all played such – you 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 find common ground first. You you you're in two different tribes. You you got to you got to find common ground if you want peace. Because the name of the game for leadership is figuring out how you get to where you want to be using the structure. And in order to have peace. You have to have conversations that surround the, the, the things that you have in common and not your differences. When you got somebody who talks about the things that you got in common and what you can agree on more than what you disagree on, you got yourself a potential leader. Boss talk is different kind of talk. I had a show a couple of years ago about boss. I think it was called Bossing Up or something. Boss that, I think it was Bossing Up. Or oh, we went down through there uh, about leadership and what a boss is. I, I, people often ask me, hey, man, how did you become, uh, you know, you're only this age, and how did you become all this, that? I said, I've been a boss all my life, but I also paid the cost. I, I, I really paid my debts as being a leader. I was a leader and didn't know it. I'm telling y'all, as a kid, I was the only black kid at this all-white all white school district. You can't help but lead when you're the only black kid. Everybody sees every move you make. Our leaders are often seen. They, they, they don't want to be. I never wanted to stick out like a sore thumb. But if you're the only pepper in the salt shaker, it, it, you can't help it. And, and many times I had to take, you know, the brunt of what happened when I was in a group because I easily stood out in the group. So it was on me, even though I didn't have anything to do with it. Just something happened, and I was there, and, you know, who do, who do they remember? Oh, the black kid. Who you talking about, Brandon? Well, you thought it was the only black kid it was, Brandon. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you, you get exposed to things, and you just got to start learning how to handle the exposure. I was listening to Cardi B um, in a Vlad interview earlier today, 
and she was talking about how money didn't make, you know, rich people happy. Now, she's got all this money now, but she's not any more happy than she was when she was poor because she was more happy then because now you don't have people looking at everything that you do and every word that comes out of your mouth. Um, bosses know that when words come out of their mouth, leaders, when words come out of their mouth, it influences somebody. What you say um, sometimes goes down law. I remember at one point, y'all, I shit you not. I, every time I made a post on Facebook a few years ago when I was leading this organization, I'll be damned if it didn't come out in the newspaper that the president of the such-and-such such had a statement about this, and this is what he had to say. And this was a statement on my own personal Facebook page, but I had people that uh, were in the media following and or friends, if you will, of the page, and they would take that as a statement and put it in the paper. And people would say all the time, hey, I saw your uh, article in the paper. I'm I, uh, I like, what are you talking about? And they had taken things that I had wrote and made it a statement with a position attached to it. And I was clearly doing that, making that statement on my own. But I had to learn that, you know, when you open your mouth and you represent something, then that becomes an influential statement that everybody hears, or not everybody, but many people that you didn't intend to hear it now heard you say it. So you better be sure that when you make a remark, um, whether it's verbal or written, that as a leader, people take that as influential um, conversation, and they, they write on it. They talk about it. They discuss it. I mean, just think about it. Um, when when you got good or bad leadership, when you see this guy, the the, the Twitter in chief, right, do all, do all these social media posts, it gets attention every single day. Guess what that person wants? They're attention seeking. They want that attention. So when people keep talking about it, it's going to keep happening. If we shut the hell up about what somebody says, so we don't give them power, it wouldn't be an issue. It would not be an issue at all. I bet you the Twitter use would stop after a month of people saying, um, we're not going to even respond to these tweets that this twit is tweeting. We're not even, gonna, we're not even going to give it credence because it's some more BS spewed out of their mouth. You, if you give power, what would you say uh, earlier, brother? If you give power to negativity, you'll keep that thing festering. It's almost like putting more pus in a, in a blister, right? It's like you're, you're creating this enemy. You're giving the enemy fuel once you, once you give power to negativity. You just take it away. And I, and I responded to him. I said, brother, I said, you know, just like um, um, only a couple other people know that when I'm confronted with a pure negative or a pure, when I experience a pure negativity, hate, or, 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 or something else, I'm done with it. I don't want it. It ain't for me, and I don't want anything to do with it. I'm going to extend this because I got some more to talk about. So we're going to extend this thing out a few more minutes. I ain't got nothing else to do. Let's do 60 minutes. Okay, 15 more minutes. Just add it just in case we need it, y'all. Not to say we did. So, yeah. So the, the, the talk you talk is influential and the walk you walk 
is influential, no matter if you accept it or not. Even if you know you're not a leader but you're in a position, what comes out of you is either, uh, to some people, a Bible or it's bylaw or it's some kind of structure. Now, there's all kinds of forms of leadership. Um, I, I, was, I was invited to go to this college up in, I think it was Gonzaga. They had transformational leadership uh, master's degree. Then they have some of these other places, private institutions have servant leadership uh, master's degrees. And you keep going and so on and so forth. Those terms are really only relevant to a, a situation of uh, if you want to get into a specific kind of field. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's the term before the word leader that puts you in a bottle. It puts you in a box. And it's, like I said, it's only good for, for certain types of leadership, but some of them can be across the board. Like some people say uh, servant leadership is across the board. Servant leadership is not across the board, ladies and gentlemen. Servant leadership is, is, the, is the, the type of leader that I, I used to be. And thank God for a lady named Gloria Hawkins, I'm going to say her name. We were both managers at this entity together at a, at a point in my life, and I was a true servant leader. I, I did as much, if not more, to show my staff um, how down I was, and I was killing myself because leaders don't do that. Managers do that. Um, leaders don't kill themselves because you got to be ready on Monday as much as you were on Friday when you got off, when you couldn't wait. You was ending the week. You got to start the week off just as good as you ended it. If you wear yourself out over five days and those two days on the weekend weren't enough to recover, how good were you for your, your group, for your team, when you come in Monday dragging? So I said, oh, man, I, I, I like servant leadership, but that's, that's, not, that's not longevity. You're not going to be a servant leader uh, for long, okay? Um, it, if you want to call Jesus a servant leader, he's more of a transformational leader. But if you want to call him a servant leader, when I say not for long, how many years did Jesus lead while walking on earth? I'll wait, what, about 14, 15 years? That was it? About 15 years. We picked up Jesus around 18, 19 years old after he was 12, kind of some years there in the middle. You don't hear about it unless you read the Apocrypha, and people don't want to get into the extras of the Bible because you're thinking about the King James and the Council of Trent and the Council of Nicaea, how they manipulate. But anyway, the, uh, the, the, the fact that you only pick up around 18 and he died at 33, that sounds like 15 years. Uh, of servant leadership. 
15 years ain't long. When you on the grind, there's people that, because you're accessible, they're going to kill you. And it's quite often the people that look like you are people that claim that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing based on the law or the structure. All those things we talked about at the beginning, you're basing things off of your constitution, your charter, or your order, bylaws, or structure. And uh, if, if you, you follow in that, but it's not lining up with what's supposed to be done, um, you're really not. But if you are, and it turns out that you, you end up knocking down your leader, um, you have still pulled up faulty in, in your job as a leader because you didn't create any path. You didn't take it like politics taking and say, oh, okay, look, we, we, we need to change these laws, make amendments and or add things to keep things in, 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 in balance because the world is different. You didn't take any, any of that into account, which means that you really didn't lead. You really just kind of following your way around. And, you know, here comes tomorrow and, we're going to do something tomorrow, and here comes the next day. We're going to do something that day. You ain't really doing anything. You're just kind of piddle paddling around. Leadership, y'all, is so important that it's when it's not around, um, the it's it's evident. There's always problems when, when true leadership is around. When leadership is around, you really don't see much. You really don't feel much. I was talking to, to some people um, earlier today. went to a client's house, and I was there way too long, way, way too long. And we were talking about how um, just the way we, we interact as people and how you, you, you can recognize some things and, and other people can't even see it. So we, we were talking and I was explaining to them how some things that I have led over the years, um, people didn't really respect it until I left away from it. And I'm not talking about the one I was talking about earlier. There's some other things. I've been a leader a long time in different things. But but one of the main things was in, in my clique when I was a teenager, when I, when I left and came to the South, because I had to, um, Everybody went down. I had one partner. He did 10 years. One did 17 years. Another one did six, and many of them have been in and out uh, since then. But the whole clique, oh, and then I forgot about Zay, he did 11, and then he turned around and did another 10. And then, um, yeah, all of them did multiple years in prison. I have not done one day in prison. Um, and none of us went to prison. Okay, I, I take that back. When I was a juvenile, I, I did, did did end up doing 45 or so many days locked down in prison. But I digress. Anyway, I, 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 was, a, I was a servant leader uh, at the end of my wits. But when I left, um, the team went down, and, I, and I, I'm often reminded of the influence that there was in in being in the position I was in that you didn't think about it when when we were there together, but it only really hit when we left or I left and went to a whole other state 
and it just just it just went downhill. And I never took ownership of it, and and it really really bothers me because it used to it used to it, it hurts me more now uh, because I look back and I'm like, damn, if I would have just stayed at home, they wouldn't have went down. But my boy said it to me, and it made me feel so good last week. He said, man, if you would have stayed here, we would have ended up having you uh, going to prison and and doing the same thing that that we did, and it wouldn't have been cool. It just just wouldn't have been been cool. Um, We probably would have been doing life. No, no can tell. But it, it hurts me because I think of the, the times when I, I could have just said, you know what, I'm going to do it different, and maybe the outcome would have been different, but I did the best thing that I could do at the time. And, and that's, that's, that's one of the things that is, a, that is the ultimate thing I want to leave with y'all. For a leader, you have people who who do things right that do the right thing. And I've always been trying to be one that does the right thing. Um, you try to do things right to the best of your ability, um, and 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 it things don't always come out perfect. And you've got to be willing to accept that. He's like, you know what, we're going to do it to the best of our ability. That's what we're going to do. We don't know if we're going to do it right, but we're going to do it to the best of our ability. So that is, in essence, doing the right thing. And you, you just say, you know what, this is whatever the outcome is, we put our everything into it. You, you, you <laughs> half-ass it. You are not going to come up ever in the long run because eventually you will have skipped a step or missed a step, and your half-assedness will definitely show and prove when you're called to go back down those steps that you came up. I've never wanted to destroy a bridge that I crossed or skip a step that I walked up because I know that I've been up and I've been down. I don't want to have to go back over some steps and then the step not be there, and then here I am falling all the way to the bottom. That one step that I skipped over or I overlooked might be just the one that is the next starting point for for when I have to uh, move down to move up, if you will. And you never want to get it misconstrued. Everything you do, like I said about your influence, you hear my son knocking on the door. He's out there making all kinds of noise. That's what a six-year-old, almost seven-year-old does. He is wild. Do you hear me? And he ain't he ain't bad, but he's wild. I know y'all know some of y'all with kids have got with young kids and have had kids. And boy, what am I doing in my forties with a six-year-old? I don't know. But you know. I want to leave y'all with this. Even though we got five more minutes on this thing, I'm, I'm ten minutes over where I wanted to end. Um, there's so many facets that are beautiful about good leadership. And if you feel good 
about leadership, then you should feel good about what you're doing and you should see the proof in your pudding and you should be able to look at what's going on. What's up, y'all? You should be able to look at what's going on around you and say, you know what? I'm so glad that I was a part of that. And um, we really did some things that helped people or made life easier or um, changed things that were wrong, right? And and that's where uh, you know you've had good leadership is when you look back and you reflect on things and you're like, damn, that was good. That was the feeling I had then opposed to the feeling I have now, maybe if you're under bad leadership or you just don't notice if there's any leadership at all, um, you, you, you know. You know when there's been someone influential that came across your path. If you're like me, you can almost feel them. I, I feel them. I, I know when I've been in the presence of people that have a majestic sense about them, I want to spend time with them because I want to learn more I want to be able to know that when I take a step, that that, that step, it, didn't just, it just wasn't me taking a step and saying, okay, I can take another one. I want to be able to say where I place my foot strategically, I could walk back the steps. Like um, what's that movie um, with Jack Nicholson, um, The Shining. Y'all ever seen The Shining? When the little boy was trying to get away from Jack Nicholson's character, I don't know what his name was, the little boy was running, and it was snow out. And in order to dupe him, he ran all these different areas, but then the boy took steps back, and he put his foot right in the boot print of where he had walked. And then when the dude was trying to track him, he didn't know which way he went because there's all these tracks going one way, and they end, but they didn't end like, where the boy was because he backtracked to throw him off. And when he saw him go another way to follow the tracks that were going to nowhere, he went back and, you know, went a whole other way. Um, that's, that's what you got to be able to do. The leadership is all around, up and down, left and right. It's multidimensional. And a person has to be able to move around and understand the system better than anybody else. And that leader right there will get you to where you want to be. Um, leadership is important. Everybody can't do it. And if you're not a leader, and there's been many times in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm not leading this. Um, you got to be able to say that and be able to say, you know what, I'm going with what leadership does. If I feel like it's not going to work out, I don't have the vision because I'm not the leader. So it may work out because I don't know all the working parts on the other end. So if I do my best, I'm going to help out our leader, and I'll be a great follower if anything else was to transpire. So that's my talk tonight on leadership. Thank y'all for listening, and I hope y'all come back next week. I don't know what the topic is going to be yet, but we're going to have a doozy. But remember, leadership is important, and you know it when you see it.